0: Podcast One. Hello, welcome back to Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success. I'm David Kosh, and I'm on a mission to help you fulfill your financial dreams. Now, last time we met, I spoke about how to manage your debt. In fact, I put you on a debt diet, not from carbs, but from credit. So now that you're watching where your money goes, and hopefully saving a bit, it's time to talk about your costs and cutting your costs. Look, you work so hard to earn every single dollar, and you shouldn't have to constantly stress to make ends meet. It's the mounting pile of bills, while still trying to fund a decent lifestyle, that causes most of our financial heartache. So today, let's focus on cutting down costs. Now, I don't want you to live like a monk. Life's too short and we all want to enjoy it. But let's focus on those financial leaks, which I reckon are just plain stupid and a horrible waste of money, when there are sensible alternatives which will have no impact on your lifestyle. Think about it. Bottled water? Come on, really? This is such an amazing first world waste of money. I always shake my head. We whinge about paying $1.50 a litre for petrol, but are happy to pay $2.50 for 350 mils of water we can drink for free out of the tap. At $2.50 a day, that's $17.50 a week, that's $910 a year you're spending on bottled water that you can get for free out of a tap and use that money a whole lot better another horrible waste of money a check accounts and bank branches repeat after me i will not enter a bank branch again i will never write a check i will never receive a paper statement again because you're paying fees on all of those instead Go to websites like canstar.com.au, ratecity.com.au or finder.com.au and find and compare online transaction accounts your financial institution offers for no or low fees. And delivered food services. Come on, I know it is fashionable to have lunch or dinner delivered to home or office. Just look at the peloton of bike riders that race around the streets with food delivery backpacks. At $5 a drop off for a sandwich or a hamburger, surely it's easier and cheaper to go for a healthy walk and pick it up yourself, or even better, go to the supermarket, get the ingredients, and make it yourself. For the same price, You could have that meal five times over if you made it yourself. Now, I've said this in our managing debt episode, but I'm going to say it again. A horrible waste of money is credit card interest. If you must have a credit card, go to the CanStar and RateCity websites and make sure you have the right card which suits your financial habits with the lowest possible interest rate maybe look at transferring your perennially unpaid monthly balance to a new card which offers 0% interest on transfers for a period of time and then work diligently to paying it off during that period and paying no interest. Extended warranties. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever used one of these? I bet the answer's no. The chances of you using an extended warranty are so small that it's not worth it in the vast majority of cases. So when you buy that appliance or gadget from the retailer and they say, oh, do you want to pay extra for an extended warranty? Think about it and then give a firm no. Generally, brand names will always cost you more. From prescription drugs to fashion and food staples, there are cheaper generic alternatives of the same quality as the bigger, more expensive brand names for usually a fraction of the price. What about all your forgotten direct debits? Go through the credit card and bank statements line by line and highlight those regular direct debits to make sure they're what you think they are and, importantly, that you still need them. Remember that story I told you about our infamous internet dongle that we'd been paying $9 a month for five years and have forgotten about it? Don't let that happen to you. Buying a steak at a restaurant. Okay, I admit this is a little bit quirky, is it just me? But I am constantly disappointed paying $30 to $40 for a steak at a restaurant that appears to be no better than the one that I cook at home from my favourite butcher, which I pay $5 for 200 grams. Come on, give me a break. The same thing goes for soft drinks at restaurants. They're outrageously expensive compared with what you buy them for at home. Don't get me started on dessert. How much for a single scoop of ice cream? Eight bucks? Come on. And when it comes to financial leaks, we are our own worst enemy by being disorganised. Have a look at yourself and the way you manage your money. Think about the extra bank fees from letting your account dip into overdraft or not paying the credit card on time because you forgot rather than didn't have the money. Being better organised can save you a lot of money. But one of the best ways to cut costs is you being a better negotiator. Yep, you. Everything you buy, ask for a better deal. I got to admit, I'm terrible at this because I get embarrassed. I inevitably pay retail. But Libby has this saying, only mugs pay retail. And she reckons I'm a mug. But she constantly bargains on everything and she gets results. I got to admit it, it infuriates me, but I love her for it. And I've learned from her that it's all about the power of negotiation. And she has some really clearly defined tactics that work. First up, be private. You see, a salesperson is less likely to negotiate with you if they know they're going to have to give that same deal to 10 other shoppers nearby. So simply take them aside so it's just a conversation between the two of you. And be friendly. Nothing annoys a salesperson more than an aggressive, confrontational customer trying to bully them into a better deal. They're likely to say no just to get rid of you. And give them an incentive to bargain with you. In today's modern business environment, it's all about the lifetime value of a customer. Businesses want to build a connection with customers that will lead to future sales to get you back. That's why everyone wants your email and mobile details and for you to like their Facebook page and Instagram. So agree to sign up for their newsletter. Mention how you'll follow them on social media, how you'll like their Facebook page so that they think you're going to be a loyal customer and keep coming back. And then leverage this to negotiate a better price. And don't be so blunt with your questions. It's easy to say no If someone bluntly asks, hey, can I get 20% off this? It's better to make your questions open-ended like, what's your best deal? That's a better question. And show that you're smart. Mention you're a collector to the antique dealer or share some specific knowledge about that technology in the bed that you're considering buying. That way, the salesperson goes, oh, they've done their homework. They know what they're talking about. They're more likely to buy if I meet them halfway. And do your research. It's just so easy to research just about anything on the internet. And when it comes to negotiating, knowledge is power. As is silence. Silence is golden. You don't need to fill the verbal void constantly. A negotiation should have an easy rhythm to it. And then silence is a key feature. See? Makes you feel uncomfortable and want to talk. That's what you want from the salesperson. And finally, understand the product cycle. Most stores look to clear their shelves right before the end of the calendar or financial year, which means that sellers will be more likely to bargain with you at that time if it means they're going to shift more merchandise. So, you see, you could be a great negotiator and you'll have plenty of extra dollars to show for it. Okay, let's quickly focus on cutting some of the big ticket household costs, like groceries, energy costs, the car, and clothes. Now, a big part of our budget goes towards groceries. So start to think about how you can slash your food bill. One of the best things Libby and I did was to organise our own cooperative shopping group. Now, this is a group of family or friends or work colleagues that get together and buy in bulk every week. Because when you buy in bulk, you can cut your grocery bill in half and have a lot of fun doing so. A couple of things we learnt in how to operate it is generally limit membership to 10 families. They could be neighbours, work colleagues, school parents like, like we did. Aim to keep it at that level. Then set a weekly budget that everyone puts in. Could be 40 bucks, could be 50 bucks, could be $60. Then roster the shopping in pairs so that every person only needs to do a stint every five turns or so. Shop fortnightly. And keep a pattern to the roster. That way everyone knows who's doing what and when and where to pick up all the goodies. Deal only with store managers. That way you develop a personal relationship. Discuss with the manager what's cheap and the quality of what's available at the time of each shopping trip. And while one person is packing the fruit and veggies, the second person is writing down all the prices. Remember You're shopping for 10 and the supplies have to be easily divisible by 10. Each family, for example, may get half a watermelon, an ice cream container of grapes or a certain number of oranges and make sure there are 10 boxes to take away so you can divvy it up. Shop in the morning, one day a week, say a Wednesday, and families can then pick up their boxes in the afternoon or early evening. And have a meeting of all the members of your little co-op at least every two months. I reckon you'll cut your grocery bill in half and have a lot of fun in doing it. Now we've got your grocery costs down, let's tackle the energy bill, which for most households can be huge. Here are five quick power savers that will cost you less in the long run because so much of your money simply goes out of the window. Number one, make sure you've got insulation, especially ceilings, but also floors and walls, depending on their construction. It's simple. When you've got insulation, you need less heating or cooling. Seal out any drafts. Whether stripping around doors, windows, floorboards and chimneys, also seal any gaps where floors, walls and ceilings don't join. And those windows... Curtains with pelmets, the heavier the material the better. Overlap the curtains or make as close fitting as possible. Windows are where the heat goes out in winter and the heat comes in in summer. Tackle the hot water service, low flow shower heads, cold water washing and set the dishwasher settings to the lowest temperature to save money. When it comes to the fridge, run no lower than four or five degrees Celsius. Keep the rear coils clean and clear of the wall and check rubber door seals on older fridges. And that bar fridge, sorry, fellas, you got to get rid of it. It is arguably the biggest energy waster in your house. A huge cost for most Australian households is the family car. You can save so much money here, but let's divide it into buying the right car and also running it the right way. When buying a car, understand your needs. The first step is to work out what you need from a car and a firm budget, including on-road costs. You've got to be prepared. Before inspecting a vehicle, Put together a list of questions to ask the seller or the dealer. And be a smart buyer. If you're buying a car from a dealer, new or secondhand, delaying your purchase to the end of the month, end of financial year or end of calendar year can lead to serious savings as sales staff try and meet bonus targets that have been set for them. And get the best loan. If you're relying on finance to buy your car, it can be tempting to simply go with whatever the dealer is offering. Instead, as I always say, shop around for the best deal. And when it comes to insurance, at a minimum, you'll need compulsory third party. And if your car is new or valuable, you'll likely also need comprehensive cover to protect you against damage to your vehicle. Again, go to the comparison websites and make sure you get the best deal. When it comes to the running costs of a car, you've really got to start with focusing on petrol consumption. That means getting rid of excess weight from the car, no more sports equipment or half your wardrobe in the boot. Open your windows instead of using air conditioning, which uses up to 10% more fuel. Drive smoothly as less revving is kinder to the engine and eventually your wallet. Also, fill up at cheaper independent service stations. Try and do basic maintenance yourself and make sure your tyre pressure is checked regularly so your car drives smoother and more efficiently. Also, inquire as to whether there are colleagues or kids' classmates that live in your area and offer to share journeys to work or kid pick-up. And the big supermarket chains offer discount petrol vouchers for purchases over a certain amount. While it may only be four to ten cents a litre, every little bit helps. And finally, you can also look good on a budget. You just have to be a little more adventurous with your shopping habits. I've taken these tips from my wife Libby and my three daughters, and they have got this down pat. First up... Garage sales and recycled clothing shops and eBay often have clothes that have been hardly worn. Also think about selling your old clothes on eBay or apps like Depop. Another idea my daughters used is clothes swapping parties where they get a whole group of friends together with the clothes that don't fit or just want to change and swap them with each other and have a few glasses of champagne on the way. Formal wear can also be borrowed, which saves on hire or buying costs. And just think about it, that special item you buy for, say, a wedding or a formal function, how many wares do you actually get out of it? If you're able to sew, you can make some big savings, look at the remnants table at the fabric shops and buy a few different cloths. If you can't sew, a friend who would like to earn some extra cash may do it for you. And of course, buying at the end of season sales has saved us all a lot of money. So that brings us to the end of this episode on cutting your costs. Hopefully, I've given you some great ideas, starting with what I think are those stupid wastes of money. So don't waste your money on those stupid financial leaks. Try and be a better negotiator. Maybe look at setting up a cooperative buying group. Use those power savers to cut down on energy costs. Think about how to buy and run your car a whole lot smarter. And also, you can look good on a budget. If you want to learn more tips and tricks to picking up a bargain and saving some extra cash, head to the Your Money and Your Life website. There are plenty of articles and some great hints from Libby and I. That's ymyl.com.au. Good luck. And when you're ready to take the next step in getting your financial life under control, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success was presented by David Kosh and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive Producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Koshi's Easy Steps to Financial Success podcast.